0: Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys Podcast. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for iProtect Insurance and Financial Services, based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome. He is a six foot three sophomore from Sarah Land, Alabama, parade first team, all American rivals, five-star recruit. He is the agency owner of Portal Insurance. Ladies and gentlemen, please stand and welcome the
1: incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Brad? I don't know that I could be anything but good
0: after listening to that. That is amazing. Guys, our mission on this podcast is to help you in any way we can. Our mission is to bring you valuable new technologies agencies that have succeeded. It doesn't matter what it is, accounting, public relations, whatever it may be. We want to get people on this podcast so that each and every week you can pick up just a little bit of information. So when you stop listening to the podcast, you go, well, hell now I know about that. <laughs> Didn't know about it before today, but now I do. Right. That's basically the mission of this podcast. I am in Mobile, Alabama today. Uh, land of the free, home of the brave Bradley, I am excited and proud to be here Did I tell you about me almost burning myself up In the Chick-fil-A drive-thru yesterday? No. Okay, so yesterday morning I go to Chick-fil-A To get a sweet tea and a chicken egg and cheese biscuit And I order my food I'm the third person in line My hands are on the steering wheel I look down, I'm wearing a short sleeve Under Armour sweatshirt My hand is on the steering wheel I look down and there's a string hanging like a long string hanging from the the bottom of the sleeve of my sweatshirt. Now in the Marine Corps, guys, we call those Irish pennants. Those were called Irish pennants, and God forbid you if you have an inspection and you got Irish wow, pennants. Oh, I over bet. You. So there's a little trick to getting rid of those. All you have to do is take a, like a big lighter and light them, and that string oh my God. Just burn up real quick. <laughs> So yesterday, I've got Be this like, like Richard
1: Pryor catching himself on fire. Hold in on, you're, you're still in my
0: thunder. So about <laughs> so yesterday, I'm standing, I'm sitting in the drive. There, I got my my hands on the steering wheel. I look down. I got an Irish pennant, and and it's like three or four inches long. It's a big one, like a really big long one. And I thought, you know, you did not realize it was armpit hair sticking through, did you? No, I said, I said. <laughs> I said you know what? I got a butane light, a butane torch lighter in here. You know what a butane torch lighter is? Instead of it just being a regular, It's what I light like my cigars lighter. with. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. It, it puts yeah. out some heat. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I picked that butane torch lighter up and I I light that sucker and I when I light that Irish pennant, the h- entire sleeve of my damn Under Armour sweatshirt catches on fire. No way! I am sitting screaming in the drive-through, <laughs> smoke billowing out the windows of my truck. With my me trying to put a fire out inside my truck, and all I want, of course, you know, all I you're thinking the, about is
1: the insurance implications uh, well, of that the whole time.
0: I, I get up to the window, and the, I, I'm sure the girl looked at me. I'm sweating. I, I got <laughs> no, my singed saying. arm hair. Scent, the smoke coming out of my truck. And I'm sure she was probably looking through the drive-thru window going, what in the hell is this guy doing? Purposely daily.
1: didn't tell me that until now. That is a daily Scott Howell story right <laughs> there, guys. I have thousands of those. I had one of those. I was at the Whataburger drive-thru. There was about a two-and-a-half, three-foot-long snake. Mm, you trying, were on the phone tr- with me tr- when this tr- happened. I was? What? Yes. I, no, No. wasn't. I was on the phone with the guys from Glovebox. Oh, that's
0: right. That's right. Yeah. That's right I was that's on
1: the right. phone with the guys from Glovebox, and I was pitching them. Right. Us doing a, a joint mm. part, not partnership, but like a right. a uh, strategic partnership with the podcast. I'm trying. To, this is the first time we've talked, I think, and I was trying to be super like you know right. professional. Were you on video
0: or just your phone? No, phone? I was on the phone,
1: phone and phone. I was like, guys, you're gonna have to hold on one second. I'm at the Waterburger drive-through, and there is a two and a half foot long water moccasin that is about to get in the car the people ahead of me, like they had their window down and it was like crawling up the side of the car and I'm like blowing the horn and stuff. I mean, it was insane. Anyway, unbelievable,
0: (laughs) Guys, you really need to listen to this podcast today. You agents, for the 250,000 insurance agents that are out there, I just got through saying to you every week, we want to bring you something that you didn't know about. And I think for some agents, a lot of agents out there, What we're about to talk to in the in-studio guest that we have today, this is going to be very valuable information. And I have a sneaky suspicion when you get through hearing this podcast, you're probably going to be calling this guy and seeing how you guys can work together. So without further ado, our guest today is originally from Atlanta, Georgia. He currently resides in Jefferson, Georgia. He is married to the beautiful Jessica, and they have two boys, CJ and Luke. I know he's got his hands full. He attended Auburn University, war damn, and after graduating from college, was an underwriter at AIG before coming to the family business with his dad, Bob. He currently serves as the vice president and co-founder of of Seville Public Entity, and we're going to talk a lot today about what that is and how that can benefit you guys as insurance agents. He works with local agents in over 300 cities here in the United States, helping them write, manage, and maintain their public entity accounts. He loves duck hunting. I've been all over your Facebook page. I can tell that this guy has got some dogs that have been to Duck College before. I guarantee <laughs> you he does. I saw uh, what, what Fox Red Labs. Is that what they call those? Guys, we are humbled and blessed to have him in studio today to talk about public entity insurance, about building relationships. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the other incomparable Mr. Carson Seville. How are you, Carson? I'm doing great, Scott. How are you doing today? Man, I am fantastic. I am so happy to be here. And you are an incredibly beautiful man, by the way. <laughs> Thank God my <laughs> wife is not here right now. Thank goodness. And Carson drove all the way from Georgia. If my wife was right here right now, I probably couldn't get her to say three words to me because she'd be staring at you the whole time she was here. <laughs> you literally, you know, every, you know every, what he <laughs> needs to do. Let me tell you what you need to do. You need – here's what Carson Seville needs to do. You need to get out of the insurance industry.
1: This is going to be one of those things we <laughs> and, have to edit out. And start
0: and start working as a model for Cabela's. Can you see this man <laughs> in a pair of camis doing like a duck photo shoot with his duck dogs? That would be
1: the moment that Cabela's goes from a, a largely male audience to I, a female.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I would go out and buy whatever the hell he was wearing. I can tell you that. So, guys – we we got a lot to cover today, and I want Carson to get on in the boat with me for a little while. We're going to talk about building relationships. We're going to talk about public entity insurance. We're going to talk about all the things that you that you do on a day to day basis and how you can help these agents. So before we do that, though, I want you to get in the passenger seat of my DeLorean, climb in there, talk to me a little bit about graduating from Auburn University and going to work from a- for AIG and kind of bring us up to today.
2: Yeah, excellent, Sky. Hey, first off, I'm really excited to be here, guys. I love what you guys are doing with agents all across the country and just really spreading the knowledge and helping everybody. So, yeah, my name is Carson Seville. Uh, I'm the vice president of Seville Public Entity. Uh, I graduated from Auburn University back in tw- 2010, and that was a good year.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a good, <laughs> oh, that good year, a good year. Mm. Anyway,
2: but, sorry, but. Uh, <laughs> I grew up in an insurance family. Uh, my granddad was an in insurance. My dad's been an agent since I was born.
1: You were told your whole I, life you were going to be an in insurance, well, and you probably I, hated I've it. Well, i
2: told people my whole life that I was not going to be an in yeah, insurance. Yeah, that's yeah. what you do when and, you grow up in one of those, yeah. And so I went to Auburn, graduated right after the recession. I remember the day I called my dad saying, look, you've done pretty well. Mm-hmm. You started a couple companies and sold them. You want to do this again? And he said, yeah, we can do it, but it's a lot more work than it looks like. Mm-hmm. And so... Mm-hmm. We decided to start what's now Seville Public Entity. Um, At that point, we didn't have any business, so Mm -hmm. I went and worked for AIG and got my feet wet. I was a private nonprofit underwriter over there, did the cyber liability rollout for them. I would take vacation days to go meet with city council members and agents. and I mean, it was so... We started writing new business for uh, our company. And once we got to the point where we could somewhat pay each other, we I joined them in the basement and we shared a desk about like this table right here. Awesome. And man, it he was... He probably loved that, uh, didn't he? He did, but we'd get on the phone at the same time mm-hmm. calling agents ah. and it was just chaos. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we eventually had to move to an office, but every day it was cold calling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, every city, county and utility... In every state, uh, just trying to drum up business. So, and talk about.
1: I don't want to. I don't want to get too far along the rabbit hole before we confuse people. Talk about why you're calling those cities and counties.
2: Yeah, so we're contacting the cities to figure out who their local agent is, and we'll touch more on it a little bit here. Yeah. But really, who their local agent is that they use to write their local city, county, utility, or school system.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and that's by law they have to give that information to you, correct?
2: Technically, but yeah, it's not always easy to get it out of them. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, But by law, they have to show you their policy and other items like that because, you know, they're – It's a public record. Yeah, it's a public record, exactly. Do you
0: ever say to these, uh, like, city clerks that answer the phone, like, uh, you do realize by law you have to give me this?
2: It doesn't go too well. Yeah, right, right, right. (laughs) But I have. Yeah. I've got a calling team, luckily, now that does that, and they're really good at what they do. Yeah. But anyway, so I joined Bob in the basement. We started writing new business left and right, and we hit the market at a perfect time. We Mm -hmm. had several new markets that approached us that were interested in entering the public sector. And And this was like 2012, 13, mm -hmm. somewhere in that range. Okay. And so we kind of partnered with them, and Bob had previous relationships with different carriers and all the agents from his old company. And I'll I'll give you a quick background on Bob. So Bob was around at the PENCO days. Uh, Any of the agents that have been around for a while will know what that is, but... This was back in the 80s uh, when public entities first started purchasing insurance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he built up several agencies, sold to a large broker, and then started this one with me. So when I joined up with him, we the first couple of years we had these new carriers, we wrote about $10 million the first couple of years, and mm-hmm. we were just rocking and rolling. Mm-hmm. Uh, we eventually got an office, started hiring CSRs, claims managers, and now we're... Up to about 12, 15 people, and some of them full time, some i part time. Mm-hmm. But we got a great team, and I love what I do every day. I mean, I have met so many agents that are yeah. just awesome American people. I mean, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. just like y'all, and they love what they do. You and probably have a them. pretty
1: good insight on the industry too, with as many agents as you talk about or talk to, because like I think of like a you know like a carrier rep. You know, they have some insight but they're approaching it from a different angle and a different agenda. Whereas you're essentially an agent yourself, you've ran an agency, you kinda can feel their pain. So you probably have a really, really good insight on a lot of that the issues that agencies deal with too. Oh yeah. And I'm not asking you to divulge that, but just I think it's an interesting perspective.
2: Well, in fact actually the counties that we live in in the cities around there, we do direct just to get a sense of what our agents go through. Gotcha. And we do have the local politics in those areas. But, yeah. you know, I get a sense of what that agent's doing. And I go to council meetings and board meetings all the time and, you know, help the agents. We'll touch on that later, too. But really seeing what that agent goes through mm-hmm. is huge because yep. we try to make that as easy and seamless as possible for them. Mm-hmm.
0: So let's talk a little bit about the process of what you guys do in a little more detail and obviously today, one of the things we're going to do and the reason why Bradley and I wanted to have you on the show was to go through like a, a step-by-step way that agents that are listening to this right now can reach out to you and help uh, and their communities, help, help their community, put more premium on the books, and then kind of let you and, and Bob uh, hold their hand through that process. So that to me was just unbelievable what you guys do. So so I guess to get started if if I'm an agent listening to this show, one of the 250,000 insurance agents listening, and I live in any any town in the United States of America, and maybe I'm uh, just a generalist or, or a niche guy or, or whatever, and I want to partner with you, work with you on uh, go into that courthouse and starting the process of hopefully getting. Their town's public entity business. And let's
1: talk about what that is first. How about we do that first? Yeah. So, and, when we talk thing about too, my first question yeah. and some of the agents I've talked to about it was I thought every community self insured. Right. So, that's the
2: first mis- yeah. misrepresentation, yeah. right? Yeah. You want to hit that one first? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like that. So, I want to kind of explain what self insured is. And we call it an SIR mm-hmm. in our business, just for short. But mm-hmm. basically, the best example is your larger cities and counties mm-hmm. are gonna be self insured. Let's just say they're paying a million dollars a year for premium for one of the Metro counties. And let's say they have a hundred thousand dollars in losses. Well after ten mm-hmm. years, you know, they're gonna be ten million dollars in the hole in premium yep. and only a million in losses. Mm-hmm. So they buy a self insured retention. And what that is, is they'll take a limit, say or a retention, I'm sorry, at mm-hmm. maybe 500 or a million and the carrier is going to pay anything, any claims that happen over that mm-hmm. are paid by the carrier. Everything okay. else is paid out of pocket by the county. Mm-hmm. So it's can get deductible that deductible almost. Yeah, high deductible. Uh, and they can get that at a much cheaper rate yeah. um, where they're usually paying a million for first dollar. They're probably paying 100000 on an SIR because, oh, wow. you know, there's less risk for the carrier. How, and what right.
1: percentage, I mean, how, how often do you run into one of those? Is it normally the bigger cities that have those, like a Mobile or a... Charlotte, North Carolina, something yeah. like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. got gotcha. you.
2: It's it's only the bigger ones, and we'll we've even taken some counties that have grown and yeah. have been on first dollar for years, mm-hmm. and said, you know what, we're looking at your losses. We really think that you'd be better off on an SIR, mm-hmm. and we'll help them and provide the TPA for the agent and coach mm-hmm. the agent through. Okay, mm-hmm. here's how you need to approach this mm-hmm. to adequately cover the insured. Yeah, because every agent's fear in this is either having a non-covered loss where he's got to go to the council
1: pitchforks. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: mean, and having to explain, well, yeah, you paid a lot of money for insurance, but the sewer backup claim. Yeah. You you guys
1: kind of combat against that. That's kind of where you really come in in terms of analyzing the policy and making sure it's written correctly.
2: Yeah. And another thing I want to touch on with that is, you know, a typical agent for us writes one city or one County, right? They're not going to write numerous ones because they don't have the local politics in numerous places. So, you know, we see this on a national basis with mm-hmm. 300 of them, and we can bring that knowledge to that mm-hmm. agent that doesn't see all these different types of exposures. And we can come in, and, and the, especially the new trends with cyber mm-hmm. and drones and all the mm-hmm. stuff going on with law enforcement these days, I mean, we can come in and coach these agents on what coverages they need to make sure they have mm-hmm. and what we've been seeing in the marketplace.
0: So let's go back for just a second because I want to make sure the agents here – you know, 2019 for me is the year of actionable steps, simplifying things so people understand it. So we talked about self-insured, and you said the the acronym SIR. What does the R stand for in SIR?
2: Self-assured retention.
0: Retention. And you said that, uh, and I just want to make sure these guys understand that, larger metropolitan cities, Denver, Chicago, New York, Atlanta, those are going to be the guys that are doing more of that. But if you're in a small to mid-sized town, across the United States of America, those people are going to have an actual insurance policy with a carrier or multiple carriers, typically through a local agent in the community that is very active and has navigated the politics. Or not typically a local agent, right?
2: No, it's it's typically 90% of the time it's somebody that's local in that community. I a big it. thing with these cities and counties is keeping that business local.
0: Right. Okay. And so if they are on SIR plan, you're saying they're going to have, they're, they're probably going to have a real high, higher deductible than they normally would to tamp down that premium level. And then the policy may actually still be with an insurance carrier. But It's kind of more a little different policy than what you would normally see,
2: right? And you're not going to see as many SIRs, right? Those are only right. the big cities and counties in your metro areas. Gotcha. And I'd say 99% of the agents that are listening to this from you work on first dollar, right? Which mm-hmm. is
1: your hundred thousand dollar premium, something like that,
2: or yeah, okay. that's about so. average. Um, I mean, we've got some that are 10,000, we've got some that are two million, so right. gotcha. it's right. all over the board, but okay. that's you know. Your work comp, it's mm-hmm. your property, your general liability, uh, your professional lines, which is your public Vehicles. officials. Yeah, all your autos, uh, your equipment, your property. Okay. All those are listed out.
0: And then, do you guys cover all 50 states, or do you just do the southeast? Tell me tell me, kind of what your geography is in terms of what you guys are going to write.
2: Yeah, so we're about in 27 states right now. We started uh-huh. in Georgia and the surrounding states and kind of moved out from there. Sure. Kind Of stay out of Florida and California, just there's a lot of pools out mm-hmm. there and a mm-hmm. lot of risk. It's a very niche market out there, too, but there's definitely opportunity.
0: So, if you took a Nashville, Tennessee, in the middle of the state of Tennessee, you know, those states that are going to be around that uh, the state of Tennessee, you're going to be in those states, and then probably a smattering of other states throughout the entire yeah, US. you guys in the New England area,
2: a little bit. We're more Kansas, yeah, Illinois, Midwest. yeah, Midwest area, right.
0: So if you're an agent in one of those states, you need to pay attention to what we're about to talk about. So you're in a small town or mid-sized town, and you want a shot at the public entity business. Now, all I I do, Carson, is I represent the 250,000 insurance agents that are out there. Here's what Scott Howell thinks about that. I don't know shit about public entity insurance. How the hell am I even going to approach the mayor the city council, who whoever I may know in that town, I don't know anything about how to write one of these. So I think where you come in is you put your Superman costume on your, your Superman cape, even though you don't have a phone booth anymore because we don't have pay phones and you act as the conduit between Scott doesn't know what in the hell he's doing and talking and meeting with these these city council meetings, and here's the other, and thing. even back to the carrier, and back to the carrier. And here's the other beautiful thing about it too. Yeah, I don't know anything about it, but you're going to help educate me through that process, and you're going to hold my hand all the way up until the day that they call and say, "Hey, we got a council meeting next week. You need to be there."
2: But you know what? You do have the relationships. Exactly. That's right.
1: That's where it comes in. That's exactly that's where the agent is exponentially valued. Oh, yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know. That's right. So, talk a little bit about that process. And, and it took me, you know, when you re- originally reached out to me, and we're and and we're working on a couple. I'll just go and say it. It took me a while to get my head wrapped around it, but once I got my head wrapped around it, I'm the marketer in me took over, and I'm like, that just makes so much sense. I mean.
2: And so there's kind of two types of agents. You have the ones that have the relationships already Mm -hmm. and the ones that are working on them. So we'll start on the ones that are working on them. If you're new to the city or county, Mm -hmm. uh, you are just now getting involved, Mm -hmm. go to the council meetings, go to the board meetings, Mm -hmm. get there 15 minutes early, introduce yourself to those council members. If you don't know them already, tell them who you are, what you do, get your agency name out there Mm -hmm. and just tell them, Hey, I'm, I'm here to help. Right. You know, join the chamber of commerce, sponsor a team, Mm -hmm. just get involved in the community. Right. Mm -hmm. Because those people that work for the city will see that you're out there. You, know, you want to see mm. what's going on in the city and make sure that you're helping any way you can.
1: That's
0: right. Become the mayor of your village.
2: Pretty much. Yeah. And then the agents like Bradley, you know, that's got the contacts. You mm. know, he might have grown up with some of the guys on the city council, uh, might know several people that work in finance department.
0: But let me tell you about Bradley Flowers, okay? I know him better than you do. I'm sorry to have to tell you that. <laughs> There's nobody in the industry that does a better job of getting out in the community, being involved Mm, in the community. I don't know about that. Well, you're being being humble now. But he's involved in a lot of different
1: things, a lot of different –
0: Some of the stuff you you just talked talked about, What What I
1: did and what you do and what I tell other agents to do, a lot of the stuff in the city, especially in a small town Mm. with your chambers and your uh, council meetings and ribbon cuttings and all that, It kind of goes back to that whole scaling the unscalable thing. Mm -hmm. You know, in the long term, it's going to take up way too much of your time. Right. But what I tell folks to do is, and this is exactly what I did, is go all in your first two to three years, be at everything, Mm -hmm. do everything, volunteer on everything, be on every single freaking committee you could possibly be on, Mm -hmm. everything. And then what you do and what I did and what I am doing is you slowly – pull back a little bit mm. and you start maybe not going to some of the things that aren't as worth your time. Right. And that way you still have a presence, but you're not in absolutely everything. You know, what I want is I'm not going to go to every single chamber meeting, Mm -hmm. but when I walk into that chamber luncheon, I want everybody there to know who I am and to speak to me. Right. And you're not walking up to people throwing a business card going, hey, call me for your
0: insurance. You're just
1: getting mm to know them, building relationships. Yes, absolutely. You know, and I go to some of these events and if I'm not in the right mood, I'm just sitting there just Mm -hmm. completely miserable because... It's such a, it's a very, uh, it's a, it's kind of an empty relationship. It's right. like, you know, the only reason this person's talking to you right. is because they want you to buy something. I hate that. Right. So I would say try to make genuine relationships yeah. with people. Right. And, and then just kind of, kind of take it from there. But, yeah. but yeah, your first few years, you got to go all in. You got to be at everything. You got to be Mr. Chamber or yeah. Miss Chamber. Be, be, be the guy yeah. that's
0: running for circuit judge and and not actually running for circuit. But judge. you're not yeah. actually running. But you're yeah. kind of acting that way, where you're yeah. beating as many people as you can. You're you want everybody in that town or city to know that hey, there's the insurance guy right there. It's Bradley Flowers. That's right. So anyway, go ahead.
2: Well, I was just gonna say, that, and most of my agents are really well known, right. in their town, right. I mean, they grew up there, sure. Their buddies with yeah. everybody on the boards. And They're what I'm saying is, is not boards.
1: sorry to interrupt yeah. is not to say don't keep doing that. If that's your thing and you want to be Mr. Chamber forever, that's good. Just for me, that's not. You know, my plan was to eventually mm-hmm. pull back. Mm-hmm. Sorry to interrupt. Okay. So good. Uh, I you knew know, that somebody was going to disagree and, with that. So <laughs> and, and I, well, yeah,
0: I understand. So Carson, I know exactly the people I, in my head right now. I know 15 or 20 agents. You know, grew up in Hamilton, Alabama. Population six thousand, seven thousand people know everybody. Doesn't matter who's on the board of, of the, the the city board because hell, they know everybody. You know, it's those guys and girls that that are, that have been there forever. So go ahead.
2: Well, I was just going to say that um, a lot of these agents, you know, when they have those relationships, mm-hmm. and they do approach them to quote, let's say, uh, if they don't write the coverage already, and if say the coverage is in a pool, which we'll touch on here in a little bit, sure. but. Just from them bringing that local competition in, right. that premium is going to go down. Right. And I tell right. agents that all the time. And that's you, your, your you prop sometimes. Guarantee yeah. it. And you're going to have a local presence. Right. You're going to have somebody downtown working on this that you can call anytime, day or night. Bradley's there in five minutes. Mm.
1: Not to mention if they don't have it with a local agent, then it's a huge, like... They feel obligated to, uh-huh. to, to say, hey, okay, well crap, this guy's local. We're gonna we need to spend our tax dollars here. So let's
0: you stop know? let's stop right there because that's a very interesting comment that Carson just made. He said, I guarantee you when you get in there and start mixing it up, that premium's gonna go down. And now correct me if I'm wrong, the reason for that is is that if the city allows Scott, who's been living in Hamilton for thirty seven years, to quote that insurance, at some point we're gonna have to get loss runs. And somebody's going to be notified somewhere that, uh-oh, somebody else is looking at this. Now, who? How does that normally? Am I correct yep. that it's the lost run? Yep. Lost runs are getting pulled, and then the carrier or the agent of record is then getting notified that hey, mm-hmm. so, somebody's looking at your your stuff right now.
2: Yep. Okay, so let's talk about the pools first. Yeah. Uh, because. A pool, there's several different types of names for them. You can have a pool, a league, or an association. Um, They all basically do the same thing. They're a risk-sharing group. They share the risk across a whole group of cities or a group of counties. Uh, Georgia's got the GMA, which is a Georgia Municipal Association, Mm -hmm. Tennessee's TML, Tennessee Municipal League, Mm -hmm. all do the same thing. They're not actually an insurance carrier. Mm Mm-hmm. And most of them don't use agents. Now, I know Alabama cities do. Mm-hmm. Uh, they let agents quote through them mm-hmm. and use a local agent. But the majority of them don't. Mm-hmm. And the ones that do, when that premium starts taking rate, mm-hmm. they'll go around the agent. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And okay. and that's just a way for them to save the insurance money. And they try to convince them the local agent's not needed. So mm-hmm. we're not huge fans of pools. I mean, right. that, that's my biggest competition that's going to take business away from my agents. Right is yep. the local pool. And uh, a lot of cities, I mean, one Bradley's working on is in the pool. And yeah. it's going to be tough to pull them out, but it's definitely doable because there's a lot of gaps in their coverage that we can help the agents point out. So, Not to right. mention,
1: if we shop it, the rate's probably going to go down.
2: Oh, it's going to so plummet.
1: That was okay. my value add. It's like, look, right, keep your stuff local. Give me a shot. Worst case scenario worst case scenario or best case scenario, the rate goes down, you don't have to do anything. Exactly. You know? And that's exactly talk talk a little bit about the process, you know, if there's an agent that wants to look at doing this with their community, kind of how that how you know, how that goes.
2: Yeah. So typically an agent's gonna send us, you know, I like to explain it like if you're doing your tax return with a CPA. I'm not going to send you a bunch of applications. That's the first thing I always ask That's a me good is, analogy. It's, yeah. you know, well, what apps do you need for, to provide us a quote? I say, okay. I don't need you to do anything. I don't want the insured doing anything. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Betty Sue down there at the city, the last thing she wants to deal oh, with gosh. is 40-page application.
0: Right, right. You're
2: already a hassle in her life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I go to the agent and I say, look, you tell her to send you any expiring stuff she's got. Mm-hmm. Applications, policies, deck pages, whatever she'll give you, go there and make copies of them at the printer, and the copyright. Pull the schedules, property, auto, and equipment, Mm -hmm. request the loss runs. We're going to have to do that eventually. Mm -hmm. And then send me that shoebox full of stuff like you would send to your CPA. Right. Everything from the past year. My team will go in, take all that, spreadsheet it, make Mm -hmm. it look pretty, send it out to, we've got 20 or 30 carriers that Mm -hmm. do this stuff that Mm -hmm. we have exclusives with some of them. And we come back with quotes Mm -hmm. and we prep that agent for that meeting. Mm-hmm. And I'm in constant contact with these agents, whether it's texting them before the meeting, talking mm-hmm. to them during the meeting. I've presented for plenty of agents. Right. Or I've just sat there at the council meeting while they present.
1: The little secret service bug in the yeah, ear where much. you're talking to them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've turned to me on questions they're not sure yeah, about, and right. we stand up and answer and then sit back down. But uh, one thing I always tell people is all agents want two things. They want more time and more money. hmm Well, with this, a typical agent, it's going to take him, him and his CSR team probably a week mm-hmm. To really if not more work on a especially a large city or county mm. and dive into all those coverages the spreadsheets the loss analysis the mm. budget I mean there's a lot that goes into it and then knowing which quotes to do mm-hmm. and then on the money aspect you know they want to make you know full commission so sure. we take this stuff and we do all the work submission work underwriting mm. get the quotes prep them for the meeting and we typically pay him the same commission if he were to do it himself Wow since we're wholesaling it, which is
1: roughly
2: what's a 10% generally. Um, some carriers we make more and we passed off to the agent, but we make half that we keep five and most agents submitting will make 10 if they do it on their own. Right, right. So uh, it's a great process. I mean, agents love it. Mm. Usually if an agent starts with us, they never leave. Right. We answer our phones on the first ring. Every time my whole team does that, we try to get stuff out the same day, if not the same hour. And, um, we, we work hard and
0: so, so let me ask you this. I go into the city of Hamilton. I know every da- everybody there. My dad's the municipal judge there. That, that is a true story. Yep. He's the municipal judge there. I grew up there. People know my family. He's been an attorney in Hamilton for 35 years. I get the deck pages. I get all the stuff from the city clerk's office, who the girl there I probably went to high school with, so she's going to give it to <laughs> me, right? I get everything to you. You guys put a little nice, neat bow on it. We present. I get the business. Mm-hmm. I get the business. So so we've, we're have we done high-fiving each other. But now, fast forward a month or two, and service work starts coming in. You know, the city needs a COI for something or whatever it may be. It doesn't matter what it is. Who handles the service end of this account after the sale? Is that the agent or is that you guys?
2: It's really both of us. So no. for certificate of insurance, for example, we see those every day. And I have two employees that have been doing this for 40 years that they review those for the agents just because those are really touchy. Uh, You can get in a lot of trouble if your certificate is not correct. Correct. So I have the agent, you know, make sure that that's correct by sending it to us. Let Mm -hmm. us review. Mm -hmm. Um, I've got a full-time claims team that's 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. They're constantly filing claims, getting them done within 24 hours. Mm -hmm. But... We really try to, you know, I try to encourage the agent, you know, I send them loss runs every now Mm. and then uh, in a spreadsheet and say, look, go meet with the insured, go, go go meet with this department Mm -hmm. who's having these losses Mm -hmm. and let's figure out how we can eliminate them. Sure. We're trying to add value to your agency for this insured. Yeah. And you
0: you kind of become, uh, not only are you selling them an insurance policy, but you're becoming their partner in risk management at that point. Right. Not to mention the fact that if you do get the business and start building relationships with people inside the city, somebody somewhere is probably going to go, hey, do you do home and auto insurance? Oh, yeah. You know you know how that goes, oh, yeah. you know, or, or something else. Could be anything else. So I guess the number one reason you don't write business in any particular city or town or small community would be that relationship with a current small town agent that's already you know, got that business. Would that be the correct statement? Yeah.
2: And I like to tell a lot of agents, you need to have your votes before the meeting. Wow. Okay. You know, you need to have those relationships and they know you're quoting and they know what they're going to vote on. Mm -hmm. Don't wait till the meeting and then try to see who raises their hand to vote for you.
0: Do you ever see situations where you guys are markedly lower than what they're paying for better coverage? And you've, you've eliminated some gaps and you guys
1: get in there and they're like,
2: Nope, staying where we are. Yeah, yeah, wow. and you'll see that, especially if they pay a big claim, right?
1: You are know, or they, they're involved somehow, and it's the yeah. political thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
2: The, the political thing's huge. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. and you don't know what goes on behind closed doors, mm-hmm. so that's why I keep saying relationships are key. Mm-hmm, I mean, right. you got to be, but most of these cities have one dominant agent in them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right, but I'm thinking too, like, don't let that scare you from trying to do it. No, either. Sure, no, you know, I'm thinking like Bradley Flowers, if saves a city $50,000 and they still vote no would absolutely love that to happen because then I can almost use that for marketing purposes yeah, oh in yeah, some kind of right, way, you know, right. or like, how's that going to make you look politically Mr. Councilman to vote against that when it buys your city, a new police car. Yep. Sure. sure and I'll you know. give you
2: a great example of that. So one of my team members was calling a couple of weeks ago and we contacted a County in Georgia that's with the pool that mm-hmm. we'll discuss here in a minute again. Mm-hmm. But basically They contacted this county and they said, yeah, we'd love a quote, Mm -hmm. but we don't know any local agents. Mm. And that was just the clerk she was talking to. Well, I looked up on Google and the first agent I found that had the most reviews and looked like the dominant agent called him up. Hey, this county's ready to get a quote. I can get you one tomorrow, Uh but I need you to know if you have any relationships on there. Uh And sure enough, he said, I know everybody on the board. Yeah. And the board's already committed that even if he's 5% high, they'd still stay with him because it's local. Right. And that's his biggest account by tenfold. Can you, know? can right. you
1: see right. who that who the agent is by, by getting some of these deck pages, or is that something they withhold? That may be a dumb question, but...
2: Yeah, you could. That particular one was in the pool. Yeah. yeah. And and I don't go after pool accounts a ton just because it is kind of like a herd mentality with right. that. They see yeah. the county next to them going, so they want to go too. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't know any better. I mean, a lot of them just saying, hey, this is a possibility for us to quote with your local agent. Mm-hmm. And we can give them the knowledge to... Make sure that you're adequately covered because that's another topic. You know, mm-hmm. the, you're going to say the mayor and the council. Right. They've got to trust that you're going to cover their city properly, right. you know, and adequately because they've been elected to, you know, run the city and protect it. Mm-hmm. Well, they got to trust that you're going to do everything you can correctly and the mm-hmm. policy is going to cover any losses they have. Yeah. Well, that's why the agents come to us because they say, look, I'm good, but I'm not great. Right. I, right. I want to make sure that I'm cross my T's and dot my eyes on this because this could get really Mm -hmm. ugly.
0: Oh, absolutely. I would, I, you know, if I had, if I had a municipality that I wanted to write insurance for, I would definitely bring you guys in because, you know, I would be afraid that I would miss something and then you're no different than the agent that does have the business and you guys find three or four large gaps of insurance and in what they're doing. And and that speaks to the fact, and I think this is, would be the biggest selling point for an agency is having the backing of you guys at Seville, that this is all they do. Yep. This right. is all we do. We don't do anything else. We don't write farm insurance and do all this other stuff. These guys are going to take what you got now. They're going to look it over with a fine tooth comb, come back, tell you what you're missing and. And because they do it every single day, all day long, they know exactly what they're looking for.
2: That's right. And yep. there's
0: probably some endorsements and coverages and things that a local agent just wouldn't think about. That's that's in as part of that, that you guys can educate them on. As oh well. yeah.
2: I mean, there's all kinds of different.
0: So you, you said something about going back to this Georgia pool account that you wanted to kind of revisit that. What, what were you talking about when you said that you said, uh, we'll go back and talk about that in just a minute. This Pool account in Georgia that.
2: Well, I just wanted to touch on that the pools kind of dominate these mm-hmm. states, mm-hmm. and a lot of the agents that do contact their city, they're going to say, Well, we're with the league or the pool or the mm-hmm. association, mm-hmm. and that's fine. We can still go after that, mm-hmm. um, but the ones that are with a local agent already mm-hmm. are much more open to right. letting you quote, I'd say. Uh, the pools have a lot right. of restrictions. Two year, <clears throat> you know, they got to be in it for two right. years, 90 day notice if you want to pull them out. And you may them- have a
1: Council member that's on the board at the pool or something like that. You know.
0: Well and also I'm I'm assuming, correct me if I'm wrong, if you're in a pool with other local municipalities that are there and you pull out, it does it affect their rate because now you don't have as big a pool to pull from. Yeah. So 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 as
2: it gets smaller, yeah, their premiums get higher.
0: That's right. And then you pull out of that pool, you're probably having to deal with some backlash relative to those other municipalities looking at you going. You know, why are you pulling out of NATO here? You know, why, what what are you doing? You know?
2: Well, another NATO. <laughs>
0: Another
2: negative of it is you're responsible for the losses that occurred during the years you were a member.
0: Right, right. Which can
2: come back to haunt you.
0: Right. So tell me some other things that you want to discuss before we get off this podcast. I'm going to have to close it out here in just a few minutes. So, guys, listen to me. If you're in one of these small to mid-sized cities, towns here in the United States of America and you're a local insurance agent and you're like me; you you would have a little bit of apprehension about trying to write an entire municipality. What Carson does is he works directly with you himself, or or you know, I guess one of your team members, but normally you, right? Yeah, me you're or Bob? Your, you're yeah. Bob, okay? And they're going to help you hold your hand through that process. And if you're one of these guys that has that relationship with the mayor or the city council. In my opinion, I think you approach it from the intent of not getting the business. I think you approach it from the intent of at a bare minimum, at a bare minimum, we're going to probably save you money on your insurance because once we pull those loss runs and they figure out what you're doing, that's it. Yeah. Here's worst case scenario. We save you a bunch of money. Yep. Yep. And it'll happen every time. Yeah. And,
2: and, you know, we've said a lot about cities and counties, but uh-huh. there's so much opportunity. It's unbelievable. I mean, I'll just read off a couple that are out there. You've got cities, counties, parishes, public and private colleges, mm-hmm. board of education mm-hmm. where your kids go to school, uh, utilities, your water, sewer, and electric. Mm-hmm. Uh, public schools, special districts, development authorities, regional commissions. I mean, all these are government entities Mm -hmm. that purchase insurance from somewhere. Right. And a lot of them haven't been looked at or shopped in years. Sure. sure. So there's just a ton of opportunity that, you know, no one even realizes exists in their hometown.
0: Tell our listeners, before I let you go today, tell our listeners, how do they get in touch with you? Who do they call? Where can they go? If they heard this heard this podcast and they're like, "Hell, I want to try that," which is what I did when I got off the phone with you about six mm-hmm. months ago, you got me so fired up, I was ready <laughs> yeah. to go start. And I, I and, mean, I'm
1: I'm looking back at what you said, money and time. Like, right. I don't have to spend a bunch of time on it. Right. I don't. It's going to make me some money. And then the third thing is relationships, which is what I'm all about. Absolutely. So, and you know.
0: and knowing you've got the backing of these guys that do it every single
1: day, That's right. so you don't have to worry about,
0: you know, the the fire truck that hits. A family of four, and you're not having it covered for some reason, you're they're going to have all the, the endorsements and the things that you need on the policy, right? Which is amazing. Yeah, so how do how they get in touch with you? So
2: yeah, they can send a text with the word city to 251 276 5552, and uh, they can always email and call us directly as well. But that's probably the easiest way right, right. there.
0: Say, say that text number, one yeah, time. it's 251
2: mm-hmm. 276 5552. Okay. The word city,
0: yeah, the word city. Yeah. Okay, cool. So guys, now you know how to get in touch with him. Again, I started this podcast by telling everybody our mission on this podcast is to give you something every week that you didn't know about. Now, maybe some of you did. You work with with a lot of agents. You said I think in your bio it said something like more than three hundred.
2: Yeah, we write three hundred cities, counties, and schools, and each one's got a local agent.
0: Absolutely. So so you're already working with a lot of folks. But there, are, I'm telling you, there are a lot of people listening to this podcast right now who didn't know who you were who didn't know what you do. Now, whether you use Carson or not, I can promise you one thing for the people that didn't know anything. I just, we just provided some value to you because now at least, you know who to go to. If you ever have a mayor or a city council member that you go to church with walk up to you and say, man, we we need some, somebody to quote our insurance. Now you don't have to, you can go, Oh, I, I know who to call. I know, mm-hmm. I know what to do now. So I hope that you got something out of this Carson, I want to tell you how much I appreciate you coming in today, brother. I love, I love podcasts. When I get off of this podcast today, I feel like I gave our listeners something they didn't know about. I absolutely can use tomorrow. Absolutely. Tomorrow. So guys, remember what I always tell you rewards come from action, not discussion. Get your ass out from behind that desk today and go make money for your family for your wife, for your husband, for your kids' college education, for your mama and daddy that have been struggling their whole life and need your help, go make money for them. You know, Take the information that you hear from these podcasts, and I challenge you to get off of them and go get off your ass and go make something happen today and help people. Help people in your community. Hell, for that matter, after this podcast, go help the mayor and the, and the city council. <laughs> I mean, help save them some money, if if nothing else. So go do that and write good business for the agencies that you represent and write good business for the companies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you.
1: Thanks, man. Thanks, Carson. Carson,
0: I love you, you too. You're a beautiful man. Thank you, Scott. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. We love you all. Reach out to us if you need anything, and we will see you back here real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or email him at bradley at SaraLandInsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of The Insurance Guys. Take care.